What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast. We're glad you guys are joining us. Last week, uh, we were on uh, we were on our bye week. You know, just like the NFL players, sometimes we need, you know what I'm saying, we needed to ice down. We need to ice down the shoulder a little bit, keep the voice box warm for this week coming up because we got a couple of outstanding podcasts this weekend to, to, to you know, help us with that. As he does every single episode, we have Jonathan Ryder with us. Johnny, how we feeling, baby? Don't stop the party! <laughs> Mr. 305 himself making an appearance. Miami 6 and 3. Shout out 305, 757, and let's not forget, not the 768, but the, the 786. What's going on, Chad? <laughs> Man, I love it. And with that being said, there's nowhere else to start. I can't believe we're doing a football podcast and I can utter these words, but there's nowhere else to start but with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, currently riding a five. That's right. You heard me. Five game winning streak. Um, boosting themselves up to six and three with a 29-21 win over the Los Angeles Chargers over the weekend. Jonathan, what did you see? From the or from the uh, Dolphins as a whole, and really, what have you seen from them over this five-game winning streak that has impressed you? Uh, outstanding coaching. Um, shout out, Coach Flores. Yes, um, it, it, it's a team effort. Uh, if you see guys on social media, they talk about uh, the team, how that was a team win. Um, plus sixty-nine point differential. Uh, no, we've been creating turnovers and, and, and generating points off of turnovers and defensive plays. Uh, I know that there's a lot of talk about the whole Tua thing. Tua hasn't shown enough. Tua doesn't have to show anything when we're going into the fourth quarter um, up by 12 points and teams can't score. So defense is dominating. I think we're giving up about 21 points per game. Uh, it, it's all about its team, man. It's just a team effort. Also, fourth most snaps by rookies this year mm-hmm. uh, are coming from Miami. All the other teams, uh, uh, you know, we're talking about Jaguars and and, and Jets, and, and Miami is the fourth. And look at us, six and three, second place in the AFC East. Uh, wrong. I don't think Buffalo's past weekend. Uh, miracles happen. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, we got at Broncos. At Jets and home to Cincinnati next three games. Let's see where that goes, Chad. Yeah, and the thing that's been most impressive to me is, you know, you look at that five-game winning streak. You know, there are teams that have gone on streaks like that before that we've talked about um, at nauseum. You know, Jets and Browns over the past couple years to, to off the top of the head. But, you know, if you look at the teams that you guys have beaten, I mean, 49ers, legitimate team. Rams legitimate team, Cardinals legitimate team. That's three NFC West teams, and the NFC West is probably the best division in football this year. So three and one against the NFC West this year. The only loss is an eight point loss at home to the uh, Seattle Seahawks, in which Byron Jones was hurt. And I talked about this in our previous podcast. That game would have been a lot different if Byron Jones was playing. I get it. I get it. The injuries are not excused, but I'm just saying. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean. They're, they're building a lot to be happy about. And one thing that I think people are, you know, me and you kind of talked about this before um, before we started recording, but 
people are so quick to to rush on the on the Tua talk about you know well is he ready is he not ready can he be the future of this franchise people have to forget that he's only played three games in his NFL career you know and and, mm-hmm. and I even saw reports last week and I'm sure you saw him too because you read a hundred times the Dolphins news that I do. But I saw reports saying, you know, could the Dolphins look to draft Trevor Lawrence if they had a pick? I'm sitting there thinking, draft Trevor Lawrence? Dude, you guys have a franchise quarterback. You you have a guy that, that is looking like he could be a cornerstone for you. Now, wh- what do you say, you know, about that in general? Yeah, so those talks were a lot heavier in the beginning of the season when Miami started 1-3, right? Yeah. Um, because both Miami's picks and then, of course, Houston, you know, it looked like we're, we had a, a for sure two top ten picks. And that could have been parlayed into, you know, number one overall, maybe a number two overall. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I have that saying, don't, you know, don't let a good player prevent you from taking a great player. And I would say that most of the NFL community probably thinks that. Or I think so. I think Trevor Lawrence is more is more of an exciting prospect than Tua Tagovailoa. Agreed. Um, agreed. Uh, but you know, Tua is doing what you know Coach Flores wants him to do. Uh, I, I know that the, the, the criticism is, oh, Tua is not throwing for three hundred yards a game. If Tua doesn't have to throw for three hundred yards a game, then there's no point. For, to put him out there and make him throw 40 times and make him try to make him throw for 300 yards a game. We're winning football games. The team is winning. Who cares if Tua is not doing what you want to do? Because you know what? The Miami Dolphins coaching staff and that, you know, general manager Greer and their ownership, they don't give two shits about what you think they're doing as long as they're winning football games. Yeah. And, and- God, I sound like a, like, like a, like a, like a, <laughs> Like a press guy for them. Sorry, huh? I'm <laughs> hey, man. I'm sorry, everybody. Who knows? They could be cutting you a check someday soon. We won't. We won't. Sh- we won't shy away from that. <laughs> we won't shy away from that. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to hit on them real quick. We're gonna turn our attention to a conversation that hopefully we get to see Tua Tonga Vailoa in one day, and that is the MVP race uh, at the little bit over halfway. Every team has played about nine games at least so far this season. Um, and we felt like we had a good sample size of, of guys that we can really kind of look at, what guys are trending up, trending down. Jonathan, the first guy I want to talk about is the, there's a new front runner uh, for the MVP right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Patrick Pass. Mahomes, who has overtaken Russell Wilson. Wilson has been the MVP favorite since week two this season. Um, so he held it, he's held it strong for eight straight weeks. Mahomes is currently the favorite at plus 175. Now, what that means for you non, non-gambling people is if you bet $100 on him, then you'll win $175 on him. So, he's currently the leader. Russell Wilson in Chad. second. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, boss. All right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to read off the list, and then we can get into it. But we got mm-hmm. we got Mahomes as the favorite. Russell Wilson in second, Rodgers in third, and creeping up into fourth place is little old Kyler Murray. Now, Jonathan, as you were saying, you wanted to you you were, you were about to dive right into the pile and go for it. Let me know your thoughts, man. Let me know what you're thinking. Chad. <laughs> 25 touchdown passes. Yes. One interception. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. Yeah. He 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 plays the game. Like, he plays the game so uh, he, well that he's put on a different standard to where twenty-five touchdowns and one interception from him really has gone under the radar to this point in the season. And that's the unfortunate thing. I did not know that until this weekend, right? Like <laughs> I, I didn't know because you know they they, they struggled. I mean, as a team, they kind of they they never put the Panthers away, right? They yep. they lost that game against the Raiders. They lost. One game, and I'm here questioning them. Like, what kind of fan am I, right? Like, I'm starting to think that I'm a bad fan. I'm a hater. Um, I don't know. And it kind of helps. It it helps uh, Patrick Mahomes a little bit, I would say, to the fact that uh, he's a likable dude. I love his State Farm commercials. Um, But but but, you know, I I think he's a super likable guy. Look, man. Look, this team has played nine games. All right, and I get this. That's one more game than halfway through the season. Dude, that's pretty much fifty touchdowns and two picks in a season. Yeah, I know, I know. Which would, which is crazy because that would put him just right on par touchdown wise with what he did in his MVP season two years ago. So yeah, he is it, he has elevated himself to a level of to where he can't really be compared with other players. To be honest, he's only compared against himself currently. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you a question. Is, is there anybody that you you, you want to sit here and like, oh, you know, I think he's just as special as Patrick Mahomes. Like, I don't think there's anybody in the game right now as special as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I completely agree with you. And the thing is, my my question is, you know, when, when you're talking about quarterbacks, the question is always, there's two minutes left. I mean, it's a, it's a typical analyst question. Two minutes left in the game. Who's the quarterback that you want driving the ball 80 yards down the field for you? And to me, I don't think you can answer it with anyone other than Patrick Mahomes. I know Russell Wilson has played lights out, uh, has kind of tailed off in the last couple, but has played lights out majority of the season. Aaron Rodgers has had a phenomenal season. But to me, I don't think there's any question that it can be Mahomes for number one. Look, you're you're right. You know, you talk about Russell Wilson. Uh, made some bad throws against the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals a yes, few weeks did. ago on Thursday night, yeah. uh, including that amazing, you know, tackle by DK Metcalf. But that was a bad throw. Yeah. Um, they lost yesterday. He looked very pedestrian yesterday against the Rams. Um, Aaron Rodgers, man, like uh, we're, we're barely pulling out wins against Jacksonville right now. Kind of okay. looking a little bit pedestrian as well. That 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 loss to Tampa Bay really ugly. Um. Kyler, Kyler's almost there. Maybe not this year, okay? Yep. Kyler is an annoying quarterback to deal with. <laughs> that's it, a good, that's honestly a perfect it, way to describe it. God, because he he's different from Lamar Jackson because I think Kyler throws the ball way better than Lamar Jackson does, right? Like he yes. actually that that I think that baseball thing, man. It, it's yeah. it, I mean it, he's wanting to the, wake up to that. He's one of the most natural throwers in the in the game, and the thing is, you look at it, you look at those four, and to the to the point that you just made about the baseball, you look at those top four, Kyler Murray. Obviously, we know what his accolades were as a baseball player, top ten pick by the Oakland A's. Russell Wilson spent many a years in the in the uh, Colorado Rockies organization, and Patrick Mahomes played all the way up until he got to college. So there's definitely some merit with what you're saying with the baseball thing. And all three of those guys throw beautiful balls, so it definitely does make make a difference. 
Yeah, and, and the thing with Kyler, man, like I, I don't know. I, I was watching the the Dolphins game, you know, two weeks ago, and of course, and I've heard this from from Bills fans. It's like, man, you just can't contain him. It's it's really hard. You gotta set the edge, but he gets away from you. He's very slippery, and then. Even the throw, even though it was a miraculous catch by DeAndre Hopkins, but the throw itself for you to slip away, roll to the left, which is against your natural motion of a right-hand thrower, and to throw that deep, just teardrop, that's impressive. So he might not be there yet, but man, like Kyler Murray is going to be a guy that's probably we're going to be talking about him right under Patrick Mahomes for years to come. But right now, at, at least to me, Chad, uh, you, you can't stop. Like, Patrick Mahomes is starting to become a Tom Brady that eventually I think people are just going to not give it to him anymore because it just gets too old. Yeah, I mean, it's like the, um, you know, it's like when 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 the, um, when the LeBron James was going through mm-hmm. his dominant run of where people say, you know, he could have won five MVPs in a row. But, you know, voter fatigue and stuff like that starts to kick in. And I completely agree with you. I think Mahomes, if he continues, obviously, the way he is this season, then, you know, I don't see anything stopping him from winning a second MVP. But then after that, like you said, and like kind of what I pointed out earlier, he's going to just start getting compared against himself. You know, yeah. there is, and it's going to be to his detriment, unfortunately. All right, so there's only one one thing here that I want to point out. Uh, couple, a few good games for the, the Chiefs coming up. Uh, we got at Raiders on Sunday night. Um, yes. home, uh, at, at Tampa Bay the following weekend. Um, and then we also have, you know, down the road, we have at Miami, which has a really good defense. Right, yeah, I want to yes, see what I want. I want to see at least what that defense can do to Patrick Mahomes, and then at Saints as well. So they have a lot of a lot of road games coming up against really uh, pretty good teams. Um, so let's see if he can keep it up. I say if if, if Patrick, which which I think is highly realistic, can can probably go you no know, forty five touchdowns and five maybe six seven picks. Yeah. Just give it to him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, at that point, those are those are numbers that, like, you you remember in Madden when you would create yourself and give yourself ninety nine of all stats, mm-hmm. and then go play a, a dynasty mode. Those are the numbers that you were trying to get and still yeah. were falling short of sometimes. And Patrick Mahomes is just rolling into the NFL and just rolling out of bed and putting up three hundred yards, four touchdowns, and and no interceptions. Oh, Chad, I'm looking at our list, right? Mm-hmm. And uh. Uh, Allen, he's gone. I know, Josh. I know. Josh Allen has fallen. He's had probably the biggest fall of any guy. He was two weeks ago when, when we were about to do this segment. Uh, Josh Allen was in that fourth spot at plus 900. Now he's all the way down at plus 2200. So his, I, I don't know what the or what the odds makers are seeing, but he is significantly um, decreasing uh, uh, as, as the season is going along. I did want to ask you, you know, we talked about, we've talked about at nauseum how good Russell Wilson's been this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you seen in the past couple of weeks that is kind of, you know, it, the drop in his play? I know we talked about the bad throws in the Arizona game. Is there anything else that you're seeing maybe teams are starting to pick up on from him? Or what are you seeing? I, I, I got to go back and watch the tape because, to be honest, I did not watch the Rams game. All yeah. of was, I was kind of like stat line watching, and it, it, it seems like they contained him, right? Yeah. So I and they and the thing is, 
if you look at the stat line, it seems like the Rams contain DK Metcalf. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe that's the way to do it. Now, Jalen Ramsey, of course, probably, you know, the top corner in the NFL, if you want to make an argument. But, no, DK went against, uh, up against some really good uh, corners, that, you know, throughout the season. Yeah. Um, you know, Stephon Gilmore, Z- Xavier Howard. I, and I'm going to put Xavier in there, okay? Okay, um, I'm, I'm with Tredavious White. Tredavious White. So is if if there is a formula, right, if there is some sort of Bill Belichick formula where you take the best player out of the, the, the opposite teams, like DK Matt, Metcalf is only his second season. I think people are, are, are finally, you know, people kind of like took a look at him last year, but maybe not necessarily sold on him early this year. But people are not catching on like, hey, this guy, really physical. Maybe we have to double-team him. Maybe we have to put three guys on him, right? Yeah. I got to watch that that Rams defense because it seems like when you shut down DK, you you take pretty much a lot from the Seattle Seahawks. Now, there are some injuries in the offensive line. Carson is banged up, um, but it, it's just very pedestrian. So I, I, I need to watch that game before I can give you a definite answer. I mean, have you seen anything, Chad? Yeah, I was going to hit on exactly the point that you were talking about of, you know, when you and the thing is, this isn't, you know, teams, teams are going to have to do this in different types of ways, because, you know, like you said, Jalen Ramsey, probably, um, if not the definitive best corner in the league, definitely in the argument of the top handful. But, you know, not every team has the luxury of a Jalen Ramsey to, you know, to just eliminate a guy like DK Metcalf, who um, I've been impressed with pretty much week in and week out this year. But they're starting. Their teams are starting to figure out that hey, when you take away DK, you know, all of a sudden the rest of those playmakers on offense, not you know, not necessarily the guy, or they are the guys that as a defense you want the ball going to those guys instead of going to a guy like DK Metcalf. Yeah, and look, I think we t- we talked about this er- in earlier podcasts about Russell Wilson. Um, the schedule is very favorable for the Seattle Seahawks going for the rest of the season, right? Yes. Um, it, it, the playoffs is going to be what's going to really tell what this team is about. Um, they, they tend to be a very good playoff team. Pete Carroll got an extension this year. Uh, so w- we'll see. But maybe that's the formula right there. Take out DK. Maybe if you don't have one guy, maybe you're going to have to use two guys, maybe three guys. Um, make, make somebody other than DK Metcalf beat you. Yeah, and Maybe I will. That's a formula. I will say that I am going to be tuned in very heavily um, this Thursday to that Cardinals and Seahawks game because I think mm. that's going to. That I mean, heck, that could make or break the division. Um, you know, it, we talked about how Seattle. You know, they they were on to that such a hot start in the beginning of the season. Right now, they're at the se- They're sitting in the seventh seed. Yeah. You know, off of just off of a couple of down weeks and. And if anything, it just goes to show you how strong the NFC has been this year, with the exception of the NFC East, of course. Um, but you know, when you've got when you've got six teams that are six and three or better in the NFC, I mean, including three of them in the NFC West alone. My goodness, man! It's a deep it's a deep division, a deep. Can, conference. can I throw Can I throw a wrench in that argument? Go ahead, talk to me. The NFC West plays the NFC East this year, so they're beating up on the NFC. That's East. true. No, that is very true. That is very true. You have to look at those cross divisions and see which teams are kind of piling up wins against. So yeah, that's fair. But at the same time, like, wouldn't you put? I mean, 
I don't yes, think any of those yes. teams. I, I was going to say of those three NFC West teams, I would say those are all probably in your top five or six teams in the in the NFC. Oh yeah, no no, no doubt. Look, they, they can pretty much beat up on most teams in the NFC North. Yep. Um, and, and they probably can keep up with those teams in the NFC South as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, with that being said, Jonathan, before we you know move on to our next topic, I do want to give a shout out um, to one guy who I think is is not getting, I, I guess, the recognition he deserves when it comes to the MVP because, and this is going to sound funny coming from me because I absolutely hate the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team. And I'm not really a fan of Ben Roethlisberger as a whole, but, man, you can't ignore what he's done this year. I mean, 67% completion percentage, 22 touchdowns, only four picks, um, 2,200 yards this season. And the most important stat of all, they're 9-0. and Yeah. Uh, it, it, you're right. They're not giving him respect, right? Uh I mean, when his odd, when his odds are still lower than Josh Allen's right now, I found that as you know, and that's no disrespect to Josh Allen, but I think Ben has played better than Josh Allen, and his team has a better record. So you know, to me, it just doesn't make sense. It, it's not sexy. It's yeah. not sexy. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he looks good, you know, putting up those numbers. Russell yep. Wilson looks like Superman. Um, Aaron Rodgers, the exact same thing. Uh, Kyler Murray. Like I said, annoying because he's so special because it, it's his legs and it's a combination of you know his legs and then the, the beautiful uh, deep ball. Ben is just doing the old school, you know, grunting it out there, getting his team through way. And it, it's just not that sexy. Like your team is winning, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that say, well, well this team is winning despite Ben, Bef- ben Roethlisberger. And I think that's bullshit. Yes. Because we've seen this team without Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I was going to say, just look. I know, obviously. Look at last the, year. Yeah, I know, obviously, the team is a little bit different. Some of those, you know, some of those weapons are, are blossoming a little bit more. But that's, you know, that's because of Ben. Uh, yeah. You know, th- these guys are, yeah, we saw what they were last year with, you know, no disrespect, but Mason Rudolph and, and the boy Duck Hodges at quarterback. Um, and they weren't even a playoff team. And now, you know, 9-0, nine, nine oh, I mean, Come on, Ben's got to be worth at least some of that. Yeah, no doubt. And I'll tell you what, Chad. Uh, the thing is, I think a lot of people are probably expecting this Steelers team to lose a few games. Yeah. Right? It's very hard to go undefeated. Like there, only only two teams in NFL history have gone undefeated in in the regular season. Yeah. Um, so I, I think people are expecting you know this team to lose a few games, so it gives them ammunition to kind of like bash on Ben a little bit, uh, but. You know, you you never know. Like ben, if Ben, if Ben gets this team to like fifteen and one, you got you got to put him up. You got to push him the, on the list. He has to be a top three guy in the MVP race. Yeah, and kind of you know to push or to uh, go off of what you said about how they're going to be expected to lose some games. Probably they still have uh, Baltimore, Buffalo, Indianapolis, and the Browns left to play this year. So so definitely a bunch of tough games for them remaining. But still, I mean, if you look at it, you know, let's say they split those four games, right? Let's say they mm-hmm. split those and go two and two. They're going to beat the Bengals, and they're going to beat the Jaguars, and they're going to beat Washington. You're looking at 14 and two, maybe 15, maybe 13 and three at worst for them this yeah. year. And when you are putting up numbers like that, and the thing is, you know, we talked about Mahomes at 25 touchdowns and one interception is, is out of this world. 
22 touchdowns and four picks for Ben ain't that bad. And the thing is, if you take away that Tennessee game where he had three picks, including a bonehead one right at the end, which Ben is liable to do every now and again, he'll give the team an opportunity to take the ball away. But really, he's been playing outstanding, controlling the ball, holding on to the ball outside of that. And I think that's where the popularity contest comes in. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just looks cooler doing it than Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> just just throwing it out there. It's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's very true. Um, with that being said, we're going to wrap up the MVP discussion and, and talk about a couple of teams who probably aren't going to be looking too sexy here, especially for the next couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about QB troubles in Chicago and in New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> now, the New Orleans Saints... Uh, ended up beating last week they or well yeah last week uh, beat the San Francisco 49ers 27 13 um, as you talked about new or San Francisco jumped out to an early 10 nothing lead New Orleans scored 27 uh, or outscored them 27 to three the rest of the game what did actually scored 27 straight on them and then and then mm-hmm. San Francisco kicked the field goal towards the end. But Drew Brees got injured in that game, right? Yep. Yeah, injured at halftime. They're saying broken ribs and uh, what was it, a collapsed lung, I think, or partially collapsed or something like yep. that. And he was already banged up before before that game. Yeah, he, exactly. He came into the game a little banged up already. Yeah, and uh, right now they're, they're saying that they're hopeful that he can be back for them by the start of the playoffs. Um, you know, New Orleans is 7-2 and two right now. I don't think that there's really any fear of them missing the playoffs, but – Moving forward with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, what what do you what do you think that they're going to have to do in order to you know try and win in spite of the quarterback play? Is there not a a, a chance of them missing the playoffs? To mm, well, okay. The only reason why I say there isn't is because the only team in the NFC outside of that top seven that has a winning. Um, outside of the top six, if you then include the NFC's champion as the seventh team, that mm-hmm. that has even a 500 record is the Chicago Bears, which is the next team we're going to talk about. Yeah, so, it, it, so, it's interesting. Uh, look, so I, I I haven't gone on this team's bandwagon all year, and I think I think you talked about them before about there's a weird vibe. Yes. Uh, I, I don't get it, right? It's uh, you beat the 49ers at home, right? Uh, this is a it's a different 49ers team that started the year. There, there are plenty of injuries. Nick Mullins was a starting quarterback. Kittle is out. Uh, gosh, uh, you know, no Richard Sherman. It's it's you won that game. You are expected to win the game. You can only play the teams on your schedule, right? I just don't feel good about it. Like, okay, to me. New, like you said, I think New Orleans does make the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they're a wild card team. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like maybe in the sixth and the seventh seed. I just don't expect this team to do anything now. Maybe maybe Drew Brees coming back for the playoffs gives them like that that extra energy, right? Uh, but with their luck, uh, <laughs> I mean they they don't they haven't been really lucky in the playoff games uh, last few years. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't know. 
There's something about this team. I don't know what it is. Everybody came into this year telling us that they had the most complete roster. Uh, that's why they can kind of pick and choose whoever they wanted to draft in the first round. And they decided to take Ruiz and cut Warford. I get it, but they're not playing like a team. I, I get the 7-2, and two and your, your record says a lot about who you are. But I'm just not sold on this team. And they beat the crap out of the Tampa Bay Bucks, which... <laughs> I don't get it. You beat the crap out of the Tampa Bay Bucks, but here you are beating Chicago on overtime, 26-23. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, it wasn't even just uh, it wasn't even just beat. They beat the Bucks. They dominated them in a way that I mean, very few teams have been dominated that I've seen over the past couple years. The way the way uh, the Saints laid the wood on Tampa in that game. What what have you seen? Like what is what do you expect from this team, Chad? I think uh, t- to be honest, you know we we've talked about a lot how the the play of Drew Brees has has definitely regressed this season. You know this is not the Drew Brees from two three years ago even that was you know lighting the NFL up and and carving defenses apart, play in and play out. He's still obviously a huge improvement over Jameis Winston or, or Taysom Hill, though. The thing is, um, I think it's going to continue to be the same thing that it's been for them all season, right? And that's the Alvin Kamara show. Um, I think. Yeah, but Chad. Yeah. Chad, let me ask you a question. Okay. Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and then last year they then the Teddy Bridgewater started five games. Yeah. Out of all those three guys, who would you rather have? Out of those three, I would take Teddy first, obviously. And how big is the drop-off between Teddy and those two other guys? Well, I'll say this. Right now, to, to be honest, Taysom Hill, and, and I want to get get into him a little bit in a second, but mm-hmm. he's, the, he's the big mystery to me. I, I have an incomplete on him um, if I were to grade these guys out. But Jameis, yeah, who, who probably is going to end up being the starter for them um, moving forward, or at least is probably going to get the first shot at it. Um didn't didn't look good in that uh, in that San Francisco win, but I, I'm not I'm not a big Jameis guy. I know you aren't either. Obviously, it's just especially for a team like them, the last thing you want is a guy who's gonna keep both teams in the game, you know, but with turnovers <laughs> and stuff like that. And we've seen that that's Jameis's specialty. Yeah, uh, he throws just as many receptions as he does touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, I I, I think. Um, but you know, to me, I guess to Kamara to me is the great equalizer in this whole thing, right? Um, combination of him, and then of course they get, they've gotten Michael Thomas back here recently. Um, you know, kind of gotten off to a slow start as expected. Only two catches, twenty-seven yards on Sunday against the Forty ers But you know, like we said, that was the Alvin Kamara show. He had three touchdowns in that game, and I kind of just expect them to try and ride those two as much as possible, and and try and mask. Uh, what deficiencies uh, Jameis Winston has at quarterback? Yeah, look, Chad, I'm just not, I'm not gonna lie. I want like the only reason I think I have them going to the playoffs. I, I can see it's because they already got seven wins, right? Yes. They probably just need to squeak by another two, probably just another two, and they'll sneak in. Yeah, um, and, the, and the beautiful thing about it is they got Falcons twice, Broncos, Eagles. Uh, Vikings and Panthers left on their schedule, so all yeah, those. But that's I would... my thing, Chad. What? I don't know. I think the Falcons are going to give them a run for it. 
Oh no, I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. Home, and, you know, the Eagles like playoff is like it's on the line. The Chiefs, the Vikings are starting to run the freaking ball now. Uh, you know, they're 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 in it for some reason, and then yeah. like you got the Panthers on the road to finish the season. It's like, gosh, can can they can they lose? I mean, they have uh, you know uh, seven games left. Man, they can go two and five. Well, yeah, I don't but, know. I, but I mean, that's the thing. Two and five. Yeah, yeah we're saying worst case scenario or something Man. like that is two and five. Nine and seven is still putting them, I would say, in the playoff. It definitely still putting them in the playoffs, in my opinion. Do we blow it up after the season? Well, I, I mean, the thing is, they wait, the way they constructed their money and stuff, they've they've pretty much pretty much made it so that this season is going to be. Is it? Yeah, I was going to say, this is kind of like their last, this is kind of the last mm -hmm. call for this group of guys. I think yep. after this year, you kind of, you know, start to build the team around Kamara and Michael Thomas, and really even Thomas could probably be debated on if they're going to, you know, keep him as a cornerstone for the franchise uh, after all the issues he's been through with them. But, no doubt. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, after this year, it, it's definitely a situation that, that they are going to move on from, I would think, in a lot of ways. Now, another team that we're going to talk about um, who also has their quarterback troubles of their own, and this one can kind of be quick because yeah. <laughs> the, more, the, the more we, you know, they started off, what Chicago start off? I think it was five and two or something like that. And, yeah. and, and no one could, could understand how they were winning all these games. Well, you know, it, it's come back to reality. And the thing yeah. that, the thing that I want to address initially is, when Chicago started the season, right? Who was their starting quarterback? It was Mitch Trubisky. And how did they start the season? Uh, they beat the Lions on a crazy game. Yep. Are, are you asking me for a record or? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say they started off three and zero, right? They started off three and zero yeah. with Mitchell as a starter. Moved. They shouldn't have won that. Shouldn't have won that 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 uh, that that Lions game. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, but at the same time, in that game, Mitch put him up, you know, with that with that beautiful drive towards the end and yeah. scored and scored with a minute fifty four left to give him the win and or to give him the win in that one. So I can't completely yeah. take that one away from him. I'll, I'll take what I said back. <laughs> and maybe I'm just more pro Mitchell Trubisky than most, but to me, you don't. I don't care. How badly you want to move on from a guy? You don't move on from a starter at three and zero, especially a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, who is as mentally fragile as he is. You know, because then Foles has come in and people are talking about, oh, finally, you know, we'll get to see some improved quarterback play in Chicago. Shit, Foles is two and five since he's gotten the job, and I know that their schedule has not been nearly as favorable as it was, you know, with the cupcakes that they played in the in the opening couple games this season. But, but still, I mean. Now you're in a situation where Nick Foles got carted off in the fourth quarter of the Vikings loss. You know, mm -hmm. it's said to be a not serious injury, but, you know, obviously it's still in question on, you know, if he's going to be able to retain the starting job. And then Mitch Trubisky comes back from a shoulder injury off the bye. They're on a bye mm -hmm. this week, and then he'll come back off of it next week. Um, I, I just don't think that you can be in a situation where you can start Mitchell Trubisky. And with that being said, we are going to take a quick break, guys. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens and some of the issues they've been having this season. See you on the other side.
Welcome back, guys. Um, Chad, it was a great conversation about MVPs and some quarterback troubles. Now we're going to talk about another quarterback, uh, you know, that's having some trouble. And it seems like the overall team is having some trouble. And we're talking about, you know, the, the Baltimore Ravens and um, the previous MVP in Lamar Jackson. They lost the game on Sunday night, 23-17 uh, at New England. I get it. Weather was a factor. But, man, you know, this team just doesn't look the same. What, what's going on, Chad? Yeah, you know, and that's that's you you hit it right. You hit the nail right on the head when you said the team just doesn't look the same. You know, you look at the numbers um, in that game: Lamar Jackson, twenty-four, thirty-four, two hundred and fifty yards, two touchdowns, one interception. You know, those numbers all look, you know, pretty, pre pretty, you know, about average for him, considering he's one of the you know best quarterbacks in the league. The, the sad thing is, is for Lamar, that's probably one of the better games that he's played this season, right? And they were still only able to muster 17 points. Um, the New England Patriots were able to hold that rushing game to only 115 yards. And uh, the Ravens, you know, to me, they're just teams have started to figure them out a little bit more, right? And and that was the that was the fear going all the way back to Lamar's rookie year, you know, that was the fear of, you know, how long can this type of offense or can this style, you know, how long is this going to be able to catch teams by surprise, right? Because after you get a couple years of tape on it, you know, it, it's it's going to look different. And I give him complete credit for what he did last year. He had one of the most special seasons of any quarterback in recent history. I mean, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, the rushing yards, you know, the passing numbers, were outstanding last year, but the fact of the matter is he just hasn't been that guy this season, right? You know, all his numbers across the board are down, completion percentage down, um, touchdown to interceptions. I spoke, he was six to one, you know, six touchdowns for every one interception in 2019. Yep. This year, he's not even at three to one, you know, so he's, he's, he's not even half as good in that department as he is last year. And, and the concerning part to me is the 195.8 passing yards per game that he is putting up, which is 27th mm -hmm. among all quarterbacks. I mean, he is just – and I know, you know, Ravens fan, I, I know – shout out. this would be the first shout-out for our boy Patrick Thurman um, this season. <laughs> ah, what's our, going on, Sir Thurman? <laughs> our old-school homeboy way from way back. But um, – you know, he always talks about, you know, where are the receivers, right? Where are the weapons for Lamar? My thing is, and we've talked about this before talking about other quarterbacks, is if you have a guy who is that special or people talk about is that special, then I feel like the receivers they have, he should be able to muster up more than what they've what they've produced so far this season. And that's the biggest concern to me. So my question to you, Chad, you know, we're talking about receivers and weapons, right? Yes. Um, this offense, uh, as, as far as, you know, who he throws the ball to, uh, Lamar Jackson really likes to utilize his tight ends, right? Yes, he um, does. Your, your ship off Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Uh, uh, Boyle got injured this past weekend. They're pretty much relying on Mark Andrews solely. It, it, is it a, a wide receiver issue or you think it's a tight end issue or you think it's a Lamar Jackson issue? To me – and see, the thing is, I, I have to feel, I feel kind of, I have to be careful with what I say because I feel like ever you since, do. ever since coming into the draft, when Bill Polian made the statement saying he thought Lamar should be a wide receiver, ever since then, 
and then ever since Lamar became the starter and, and started to play a little well, you've had to talk about Lamar with with bubble. You know, Lamar's been wrapped in bubble wrap for about two years now because I feel like any time, mm-hmm. you know, any time people talk negatively about him, you know, it's it's, oh, well, you know, he's already proven all this and that and all this other stuff. Here's the thing. I know Lamar Jackson is a tremendously talented quarterback. He's one of the most talented football players probably in the entire NFL. His combination of speed, he's got this he's got a little bit of size, you know, just enough to kind of give a punishment every now and then when he needs to. Um some of the throws that he makes are 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 magnificent, right? He is just I mean, he does stuff on the field on Sundays that that it looks like he's literally playing a different sport than anybody else. But at the end of the day, when it comes to Lamar Jackson, All right. when it comes to Lamar Jackson, I just, I, I just feel like he's starting to become a little bit too predictable. And I don't know if that's just him or if that's a combination of him and, you know, what offensive coordinator um, Marty Morningwig is doing with them. Um, but it just it, it, the dynamism – the unexpectedness of that offense is not the same this year, and I think it's really showing in a lot in some of the games that they've played. Yeah, uh, no doubt. It, it, it look it, one of the words that you use it, it was special, right? Um, and I would say last year exceptional. Um, yes. Every game was fun to watch, but it seems like this year they're having a really tough time re- in replicating that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it you no know, the the whole offense you know people credit uh, you know the offensive coordinator and and, and Harbaugh for creating a, a system around uh, Lamar Jackson right let's let's take what he does well and implement it so we can win football games it, it's not producing and you know what I'm okay like I said I, and you know this for me Chad I don't give a crap about your stats as long as you're winning football games Absolutely. And, and they're not they're struggling right it, yeah. it, it's it, it's really and, and to say, it, yeah, and not to cut you off, boss, but to say, you know, that they're struggling, I, I'm not going to say as a, you know, I understand this is, this kind of goes back to the same thing we talked about, about Patrick Mahomes, right? Where this team mm-hmm. and, and Lamar specifically are victims of their own success. You know, sure. they, had, they had an outstanding, were they 14 and two last season? Um, yes, they were. Excellent season. One of the best offenses the NFL has ever seen. I mean, they were number one in total offense last year. I'm sorry, number one in scoring offense, number two in total offense last year. Running the ball, throwing the ball, they looked like they could do no wrong last season. And then this year, it just hasn't been the same. You know, six and three is still a pretty good record, right? But when you consider that this was supposed to be a team, I mean, people were talking about it's like, all right, them or Kansas City for the the AFC, you know, which one are we picking? And, and, And um, Kansas City has lived up to their end of that. It's just Baltimore, who now sits at the seventh seed at six and three. And by the way, the only reason they are the seventh seed is because they hold the tiebreaker over Cleveland and Tennessee. So mm-hmm. there, there's very easily, um, I mean, heck, just go back to that Philly game that they won by the skin of their teeth. You know, if they lose yep. that one, there's a very realistic chance that they're on the outside looking into the playoff picture currently. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's not defense, right? Like, this is the number one scoring defense in the NFL. Yeah. They're giving up 18 points a game, right? Yeah. Uh, but if you look at their offense, uh, they're in their 20s for everything, right? And, yes. and, and Lamar Jackson is, is sitting at 18th in QBR. And, 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 and talking about tiebreakers, right? 
their next game. We're yes. talking about Tennessee. Yep. Uh, and, and huge. This is huge a team. Game. The, huge game. This is a team that knocked them out of the playoffs le- last year because they yeah. were able to neutralize what Lamar Jackson does best. And I wonder if Mike Vabel, if I'm Mike Vrabel, right, I'm going to go ahead and utilize the same game plan and try to take that away from him. It's going to be really up to the Baltimore Ravens coaching staff to come up with something creative that kind of gets Lamar out of that predictiveness that you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And while we've, you know, I think we've, we've hit on it a couple of times that that Tennessee defense um, is not the same as what it was last year. But like you said, Mike Vrabel can literally just go back to the game tape from last time they played, see what they did well um, and implement it. Because to be honest, you know, we talked about Tennessee's defense isn't at the same level it was last year. Quite frankly, Lamar Jackson's not near at not nearly at the same level that he was last year either. So I think it's one of those games that could kind of the decrease in both could kind of balance out and kind of lead to a similar result. Not trying to forecast for you know down the road where we make our picks this week coming up, but hey, I'm just saying. So Chad, one thing that you you you, you talked about right it, 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 you know before we started recording is that there's a real possibility that this team gets left out of the playoffs how likely do you think that's to happen yeah i think it's possible now the now the nice thing for them is if you look at their schedule down the stretch their last three games they end with jacksonville the giants and the Bengals. right so three games that they could win in their sleep um no matter what but this this they have a a tough four game stretch right before that um they play as you said the tennessee titans this week they have to go Two, yeah, they're going to Pittsburgh next mm-hmm. or the next week on a short week. They're playing them on a Thursday night um, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Then the following Thursday, so then you normally you play that Thanksgiving game, then you get that nice ten day break, right? Yeah. Well, then the following Thursday they're going to play a Dallas Cowboys team who I know, you know, we get it. They're the laughing stock of the NFL. I will be the first person to admit it. But, Jonathan, the last time we saw Dallas, we saw them playing Pittsburgh and giving Pittsburgh everything they had they could handle and then some. So right. by no means am I saying that Dallas is going to come out and do the same, but I'm just saying a team that has a potential to possibly do something like that. And then Baltimore – or I'm sorry, and then they'll end that four-game streak having to go to Cleveland. So, yeah. you know, and that, four, and that stretch, really, really we're just talking about Tennessee at Pittsburgh and at Cleveland – but when you have to play all those other tough games, that Dallas game all of a sudden becomes a lot tougher too. So you could very easily see them looking, you know, coming out of that stretch one and three, maybe two and two, depending on how they look. But I, I don't know. I'm not saying it's cause for. I mean, I will say, I, I guess I technically have to say there's cause for concern because if I'm questioning if they're even going to make the playoffs, I would say that that's a massive massive failure for that organization considering all the moves that they've made to help improve their team this year as well as how well they were or how well they played last season yeah and look, look i i just found something now so it seems like lamar jackson is also leading the team in rushing yards which is not good if you have mark ingram and, and you drafted jk dobbins in the first in the second round um and you know, if you come out of the this, this next four games uh, at, at one and three, and um, you're, you're sitting at seven and six, no matter how good of a football team you are, um, you know the conversations are gonna start. The yes. pressure from the media is gonna start, and it, it, if 
if you kind of start listening too much to the outside, this team can crumble. Um, and then the AFC, right? There's a huge competition for for the playoff spots. Yes, and, definitely. You know, if, if you go if you go one and three, and even two and two, you can go ahead and kiss the Steelers goodbye because they're probably going to run away with that division. Now they're going to be fighting, you know, with Tennessee, with the Dolphins, uh, with the Raiders for 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 a playoff spot with the Indianapolis Colts. So, I mean, heck, there there are five teams right now in the AFC. In the AFC what or in the AFC that that could potentially get those wild card spots, there are basically five teams fighting for three spots in that yeah in that in that in that conference. And, yeah, and like, and I hate to say it, I think the Patriots are also in the mix. Well, <coughs> um, gosh, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They might be. They might be in the yeah. mix. They have a lot of right. winnable games coming up. Right. So. So that's so that's the last thing that hey and then just like we said at the top about the tiebreaker then all of a sudden New England gets in the mix and all of a sudden New England has the yep. tiebreaker over Baltimore so yeah I mean just more more things to add on to the narrative that Baltimore you know I'm not saying hit the panic button break all this stuff and I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson is someone that can't get it done or anything like that I'm just saying right now things need to turn around for them very quickly or they could be not in a great situation. You're right. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm not going to say that I didn't buy into Lamar Jackson last year, especially towards the end of the year. I was like, man, like this guy can really play. Yeah. Um, but they need to figure it out. They, they, they need to put him in a position where they, they, they figure out something that he can't do that cannot be countered by the defense. And maybe and just let him rip. You know, yeah. let, let and, him cook too. And Jonathan, back me up on this. This is not my first. I didn't just start thinking this right after they lost to New England. I have been. Oh no! I have been on this no. for. This is probably one of my few, one of my few makes that I've had this year, as far as you know, things that I've I've said on the on this podcast. Baltimore. I've been saying for a couple of weeks now that Baltimore, it's a cause for concern out there. Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right, and you always told me. Uh, even before the season started, that you're like, hey, I need to see one more year out of Lamar Jackson before I can call him like a, 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 a you know before I can start you know making that go jacket for him, as other yeah, people it, already have. Yeah, exactly. And and to me, the the fascinating thing is, you know, we were talking about the MVP race earlier, kind of circling the whole podcast back around. <clears throat> you know, when you look at those top four guys, Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers, and Kyler Murray. I mean, if a year ago I would have told you that right now I'd rather have Kyler Murray to go win a game than Lamar, you would have had me tested for drugs immediately. But now, I mean, that, that I conversation... Give you a side eye. I would have given you a side <laughs> eye. I'm like, now oh, now right. that conversation is starting to look a lot more realistic The every week that goes by. Okay, Chad, just, just to ask you a question. is Do you think the Lamar Jackson... Is a legitimate passer. A legitimate passer. I, I, to be honest, I would have to say no. I would have to say no. So if you take his legs away, we're not really sure. Yes, I, I would say, be, but that's not me saying that. You just have to watch the tape and look at the numbers. That's what the numbers are saying. That's what the tape is showing you. You know, 0-5 when, in games that he's trailed by 10-plus points and really – hasn't put up a fight in majority of those games. Um, and that's because when he gets in a situation where 
and there are a hundred NFL players that you take away the one thing that they want to do, and this goes for all 32 teams. You take away the one thing that they do best, or you make them play a different style. Yeah, they're not going to look as good. But the thing is, the drop off from the Ravens when they're humming on all cylinders versus when they have to play off schedule a little bit, I feel like is more drastic than almost any team in the league. Okay, no, and and, and I agree with you. So to be honest with you, I, I'm. I'm curious to see what what go, what happens next. Uh, you know, I I don't think like you said it, it's not the end of the world, right? And even this might be a bad year for Lamar, right? It, it, there's a the expectations were super heavy. Uh, we're talking about this team going to the Super Bowl. A lot of experts had them in the Super Bowl. Um, so it, hopefully, you know, you know, well. As an AFC guy, I, 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 <laughs> I hope that Lamar say, Jackson isn't really good. I was going to say, don't say hopefully he gets back to it because I know secretly the, you want. He, he makes the game better, right? He makes Absolutely. the game exciting. It, it's fun to watch Lamar play. Um, yeah, I mean, there are, so many, there are so many teams that on Sunday you look at, you know, who's playing or whatever, and you're scrolling through the list of games, and there are so many teams where it's a chore to have to watch a quarter of – you know, it's a chore to have to watch any Jets or Jaguars or Giants or even there are even good teams that it's a chore or teams that have good records that it's a chore to watch. You know, Chicago the Bears. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Jinx, you owe me a soda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a team that everyone comes up with first. But I mean, there's there's real merit to being exciting to watch. And the thing is, the Ravens last year were probably one of the most exciting teams, probably the most exciting team to watch last year. Yeah. And then this year, it just has not translated at all. And like I said, that could be they're a victim of their own success. But I also think that it has to do with that offense and specifically Lamar Jackson and Marty Morningwig because he deserves a fair amount of the blame as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, the offense, not not putting the offense in a better position, but then also the offense as well, not executing to the same level that they were last year. 100% agree. Yeah. And... um Guys, with that being said, we are going to go ahead and wrap the podcast for today. Jonathan, any parting words for the listeners? I just want to give a shout out to the Long Two Podcast. It's about to come uh, back, Chad. You want you want to you want to give a little? You're too kind. I tell you what, man. I will make a shameless plug, guys. Um, this weekend, me and a good friend of mine, Emery Crawford, who any of you guys that have listened to the Long Two Podcast know that he's a recurring guest. Um, are going to be doing a very special mailbag podcast to kind of kick off the rebirth of the Long Twos podcast. Um, you can find that on whatever app you're listening to this on. Um, I appreciate. I would appreciate the support. And as always, Jonathan, I appreciate you for giving us a shout out. Uh, no, no doubt. Look, uh, Chad is a is a huge basketball guy. He understands and he breaks down the game for me in a way which I can understand while at the same time not making me feel like a complete dumbass. Um, so, uh, no, man, you know I'm a huge fan, and please, everybody, um, support the show. It's really good. You get some really good information. Um, and even if you're not, you know, you know, in-depth about, you know, basketball X's and O's, uh, the, the, the Long Twos podcast – uh, definitely makes it you know put it in a way where you can understand it and actually enjoy it. it's a it's a really good listen that's what I that's what I gotta say man I appreciate that you're gonna make me blush over the uh, over the microphone but guys with that <laughs> being said 
just like supporting Long Two's podcast, we appreciate you guys supporting this show. Make sure you're liking it, sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rate, review, all that good stuff. Um, give us five stars if. Well, I'm not gonna say that. Give us an honest review. That's all. I'll that's all we four. care about. I'll yeah. take a four to three. <laughs> No twos or ones, though. If you have a two or one, you can just keep that to yourself. Just have um, an email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's a good point. There will be ways to reach us if you have thoughts and all that in the description. Um, our Twitter is in there, as well as our email. Uh, as always, guys, we salute you. We appreciate you all, um, and we hope you guys are continue to have a good week. Ciao.